Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better go! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. All right, it is the Cashin' Out Podcast with Anthony Rothman. I'm Scotty Vegas, and boy, do we have something to tell you from yesterday. A nice seven-way feast, a parlay, a seven-way parlay, Anthony, that uh, we had a lot of sweating to do yesterday. Oh, my goodness. All right, so 14 to 1, we cash. And we needed both monster kicks to get it done. We needed the NFL historic kick of Justin Tucker, which honestly should never have happened because of the the delay of game. And I know it was a good half a second to a full second late. We see that happen in the NFL a lot when you're watching as a fan. And you know how it's been taught. The ref looks at the clock, it hits zero, then he looks back at the line of scrimmage, there's this one pregnant pause you get, and if you snap it, you're good. Theirs was a little past the first trimester. I'll put it that way. As far as that pregnant pause, that thing was way late, should have never happened. And I was on the phone with you, and you were telling me that Lamar Jackson got sacked twice before that anyway. Yes. Which which is amazing. So we needed that kick, the historic kick, off the crossbar. I'm listening to you over the phone. I'm not watching it. And listening to your play-by-play was as good as probably the real play-by-play. Let me ask you an honest question. When it, when it hit the crossbar, when did you know whether it had gone in or came back? Well, it took to seeing the referees signaling with their hands yeah. up that it was good for me. Because, you know, when we were talking, we were talking during the final drive, and uh, we hung up with each other. We yeah. we knew we needed this as part of the parlay, and we hung up, and okay, it was over. It was done. Lamar got sacked twice, and, you know, this, was, this wasn't going to happen. And then the miracle of all miracles, 66 yards. And that was just the first in, in the early uh, in, in the early part of the day for our parlay. We also needed the Cardinals to come back, to come back against the yeah. Jaguars. The Browns, they looked pretty good all day against the Bears. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to sweat that one. Then we made it through that first three, which w- w- the way we built this parlay, we built it as, all right, we're going to get a little confidence from these early games. We're going we're gonna to hopefully have three relatively easy early games and lead into a couple of the, the, the riskier ones later on. So we had the Browns on the money line against the Bears. Yep. We had Arizona money line versus the Jags. We had Baltimore money line Lions. They had jumped out 13 nothing. We were okay there. And then I added Buffalo money line against Washington. Those were right. four early games. And you had no sweat whatsoever with the Buffalo Bills. They, they, no. they were covering from start to finish. Yeah. That was no issue. So the Browns game was a little weird in that it was close, but we never th- – early and it was an ugly game, but we there was no way we thought the Browns would lose the game. Uh, Arizona was down, and it was weird. You and I both were on the phone at that time too – and and we did not like the way that thing was trending because when it, who knows how many game or ge- games or game Jacksonville will win this year maybe one maybe two who knows when they had the feeling at home like they could take them down and and then again you and I are talking I'm on the game cast and 
Lawrence throws off his back foot and you get a pick six. Yeah. And then, yep. they, and then they follow that up with a score and actually it was a score first. Then they got the pick six, correct? Arizona. Yes. They got the score. Then the pick six uh, actually gave them the lead and mm-hmm. then they pulled away. So, so the early part, those four games yep. were done. And by the way, these were all on the money line, mm-hmm. which of course means just picking them to win the game. Yep. They don't need to cover a spread. And then we get to the afternoon where one of our riskier bets was the Rams to win outright. And we got them at plus 110. So there was really good value. And the great thing is about that game is that game wasn't even a sweat in the second mm-hmm. half. It pretty much stayed a two touchdown game pretty much throughout the 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 second half. And, and, you know, the Bucks cut it to seven at one point, but that one felt pretty good. And then we had the Broncos, which was another blowout. So we, we got through all that, and then we knew we had one game left in this parlay, and it happened to be the Green Bay Packers plus 140, who they were a three-point underdog in the game to the 49ers. And then, oh, my God, what a night. So – you know, we knew going into the final leg of the parlay, you know, we, we had six boxes checked. The problem is that our final box were on the dog. So we have Green Bay on the money line for an upset. And we're all thinking about hedging with San Francisco, which would be the smart thing to do. We wound up hedging our principal just to kind of cover ourselves so we wouldn't take an L at all. And But it's always difficult when the last leg of that parlay, when you're on the dog, and we understand you have to do that for value, and we did it. Um, and it was weird because we were not feeling great about it, nor should we. We knew we were on the technically on not the wrong side, but we knew we had the dog, even though I think a lot of people, and I went back to look at this because I originally thought most of the tickets were coming in on San Francisco. And then I do think that it, it kind of flipped a little bit and that a lot of people did like green Bay with the points. I'm talking about a spread bet. People like the points. Um, they jumped out to a great, they jumped out to a lead and, you know, we get the touchdown and then we have a chance to go up. Uh, it's 10, nothing. And they're on the doorstep and it's fourth and short. And you and I were both, should they take the points here? And, you know, we would love to them to keep momentum on that. And then they want to, they wound up going for it and not getting it, but it didn't matter. They wound up taking lead 17 nothing anyway. And I made the fatal mistake, which oh, I, man, never, I, hated I never do. And I didn't even think it was that big of a deal. <laughs> when, I, when I texted you and said, well, that was about the perfect half as we could have expected. Yeah. With 50 seconds left. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know better than that. I'm better than that. I usually don't even think it, let alone want to text it to you. Yes. And then I didn't see this because I had probably gone to get some need or something. And San Francisco had a huge return, correct? Yeah, almost returned yeah. it to the house. Almost took it back to the house. Then we almost got a break because the grapple should have been called for grounding, and he wasn't. And that would have been a 10-second runoff, and I think we escape and get out of that 17-0. That, yeah. Um, then they wind up going for it on fourth and down. Fourth down, where I'm thinking, you're at home. You want to get a little momentum, get within two scores. I thought San Fran would kick the field goal and make it 17-3. They don't. They go for it with Trey Lance. They get the touchdown. And now all of a sudden we are going to be sweating this out to the end. Yeah, and then they start the second how a second half out, uh, out with a touchdown, and so it's seventeen fourteen, and yeah, it was it was just a wild ride. And then of course, uh, late in the game, 
really late mm. in the game. San Francisco gets a, a touchdown to get a one-point lead, leaves uh, Aaron Rodgers about 37 seconds, but no timeouts. And, of course, Green Bay ends up hitting a 51-yard field goal. So the seven-teamer, the seven-team money line parlay yeah. hits uh, at 14 to one, which is one of our better uh, parlays. Now we, we hit the hundred to one yeah, props well, parlay on. two weeks ago. And uh, the way we follow it up is a nice solid yeah. 14 to one. Deal. Yeah. We feel bad. I feel badly. We actually didn't give out the 14 to one because the pod had already been dropped. Uh, we did give out the hundred to one. And so we may have to come up with another one and, and try to get that out there. But we are, we are definitely on a great, start here to the season. You would think that a 17 money liner would actually pay more than 14 to one, but the teams that we took a couple of big favorites, like the Browns, uh, Buffalo, um, what was Broncos with Baltimore Broncos. Like we had some pretty good, easy boxes checked. Now the, the real, the ones that I really like, I love the Rams at home. We both love them. So it didn't feel like that was a big deal. It was it was GB on the road in the last one that that we got really lucky. I thought San Fran should have blitzed Aaron Rodgers at the end and not given him a little time to survey the field, but with 37 seconds and no timeouts, I'm not going to fault San Fran. Rodgers made an unbelievable throw. They got that thing spiked down, and your confidence level in Crosby. I di- I didn't know what his career long was or anything. I know he's been a around for a while, but I had no real feel. Did they give out Scotty on the air about like what his his resume was? Yeah, they they did put out his numbers and and looked at, you know they showed that they have confidence in Crosby and his his numbers were really good right before the kick. You and I were on yeah. the phone just you know uh, you know I'm pacing back and forth in the living room freaking out about it and and he ends up hitting it without without any drama no hitting the crossbar it bouncing up five yards in the air and going in this one was was clearly in but uh, what an unbelievable night and you know when you have that 17 parlay the thing that I love to do when we build these you and I built this. Uh, around noon, an hour before the first game. But the thing that we like to do is we like to to spread it out throughout the day, mm-hmm. right? Build the early confidence with early games that we feel really good about. Throw in a game or two where it's a little questionable, like the Rams, where they were a slight underdog, but we liked it. And then lead into a night game where everything is on the night game. And it worked out. It doesn't always work out. It could have died early with the Ravens, but it didn't. Well, it's smart for a couple reasons. One, you want to leave some hedging possibilities later. And if you have all the games kicking at the same time, there's no way to get out. Now, it's rare, It's very hard to get out anyway because I asked you, I go, should we try to window? Should we try to get out? Should we bet the Jags? Try to get some money out of this. If this isn't going to go right, maybe we do sprinkle a little. But we had too many games left to be able to truly hedge. I do think, and I know you took the window on Tampa, I was, you know, with only two legs left, or let's just call it a leg and a half. We had the Rams up by 14 points. They're the sixth leg of the feast. And there was a thought in my mind, why not grab some Tampa money here live and maybe try to get both and then going into the into the seventh? Or dare I say Tampa comes back and actually wins. Uh, they didn't. But it's always good to spread them out. I love the early money line plays. We bet against bad teams. We bet against the Bears. We bet against Jags. We bet against the Lions. 
We bet against now Washington with Heineke. You know, they don't feel the same. Plus, that was at Buffalo. I'm one of those dudes, though, that rarely likes the road team in, in the money, but we had to do it for value. And so we had a road dog for the final piece of the puzzle. But the great equalizer was Aaron Rodgers. And it turned out to be great for us. We needed two. We needed the let's let's all be honest here. We needed the longest kick in NFL history to keep the thing going. Yeah. And then we needed the miracle of all miracles, 37 seconds trying to get into field goal range, not only getting in, but having him kick it. So you and I, for the first couple of weeks, we remember we needed that 55 yarder by the Raiders, you know, on that prop parlay. That's right. To get to overtime. To get to overtime. So you and I will never say a bad thing about kickers ever again. No. Because we don't deserve any more than what we're getting. No. I mean, yeah. the amount of luck that we've we've used up in these two weeks is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, we will try and build a nice props parlay for everybody for tonight here in just a minute. But I do want to, before we do that, yeah. I do want to talk quickly uh, how amazing it is when you place a bet now we're kind of feeling the invinci- invincibility, <laughs> right? We're feeling, oh gosh, we hit a hundred to one two weeks ago. This week we hit a fourteen to one. It's amazing the thought process of now. It feels like, all right, what's next? What's the next bet? Let's do it again. At versus, and you and I have both been in this situation too, where it feels like you could tell us what's going to happen in the game, and we will still bet it wrong. It's amazing. It, you know, they talk about confidence in mm-hmm. sports all the time. There is confidence in sports betting as well because right now it feels like we will win the next bet because the luck and everything Mm. is on our side but we have gone through so many cases where it's like we're never going to make another winning bet again yeah we've gone through moments where if you told me what it was I still would get it wrong (laughs) what would happen and uh, I do feel like this is the time that yeah you can ride the wave which is what everybody says you ride the heater here but there is part of me that would like to get a little more conservative now and keep try to string some W's together. Yes. And instead of going all out on the 50 to one or the hundred to one and try, because we know regression's coming for us. You can't stay hot forever. So if we can just try to maybe milk this thing along a little bit. So um, it, it's going to be fun to look at some of the futures. I looked at some of the offensive rookie of the year props before Sunday even and it was interesting because Mac Jones was still the favorite. You know where the real value was on offensive rookie of the year going into Sunday, and really now I don't know where the odds are out to look. Jamar Chase was 10 to 1 before Sunday. Yeah. Now he's got four touchdowns. Lawrence is looking bad. Mac Jones is looking bad. And depending on what happens with Fields, I don't I don't think Fields is going to be able to steal offensive rookie of the year, not with that offensive line. And it sounds like they may want to bring Dalton back yeah. anyway. And and, and put you know, Trey Lance, same thing. When is he going to play? Yeah. And Trey Lance was 10 to 1 before Sunday, too, but I don't see him stealing it over one of the receivers. Now, Najee Harris who's going to get heavy volume, but not great. You know, he's got caught 14 passes, but it's the touchdowns for Jamar Chase. If the Bengals stay competitive, Jamar Chase at 10 to one prior to kickoff on Sunday was where the value was. Usually this would go to a quarterback. And I still think Mac Jones could, could certainly win this thing. But to me, it's probably those three. It's Jones, Chase and Harris. And the value would be on Chase right now at 10 to one. If Burrow keeps slinging it around, and then then Jameis Winston was, you know, I think fifty to one for comeback player of the year before the season started. I think he was down to nine to one before Sunday, uh, but yeah, so it was a 
it's been an incredible ride right now. And, you know, and, and tonight's game, we were talking about tonight's game. We'll build that. I've, I think I got one guy that I would like to get the prop number on for us, but, uh, well, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's build that, that, uh, prop parlay. Remember two weeks ago yep. here on cashing out, we hit for a hundred to one. Mm. Uh, we're, we're, we're probably not going to get that crazy, uh, anymore. We're going to go a little more conservative tonight, but all right, let's build it out. Let's do you like the Eagles or do you like, uh, Dallas tonight? Now the spread is, uh, Philadelphia plus three. Um, where where do you want to start? Yeah, it. I mean, listen. It feels like that this could be a competitive game, and I w- I would probably, you know, I'd lean more towards Dallas on the money line because we're going to build stuff to this. It just seems like that would be the case. But Dallas is without like seven of their big uh, defensive guys on the front line there, and so now they got to go up against a mobile quarterback and Jalen Hurts. Um, I do like his his. Uh, uh, we'll talk about his passing yards and whether we like under or over that. Uh, I think Miles Sanders should be able to score a touchdown tonight for them. Um, I think Demonte Smith on a primetime affair. I wouldn't mind betting him on the over receiving yards. Okay, um, well let's let's yeah. do that. So starting with uh, going with Dallas on the money line, we're gonna throw in you. You like um, I like two receivers. First of all, okay. what is the over under on catches for Amari Cooper? Uh, if it's five on, and a half, I think we have to go over. It, think, it's it is five and a half. All right, so I think he should get double digit targets. I agree with tonight. that. That's low. So I I, I would I'm probably add that in on the over. Okay. Um, Devonte Smith, where is the receiving yards? Is he fifty five, fifty five and a half? All right, Devonte Smith wide receiving yards is sixty and a half. Okay, it's a little higher than I thought. That we're gonna have to think about then. You could go. Um, Let's see. Because I don't think Hurts is going to throw for a ton of yardage here. He's going to take some shots, but the mid-range shots are the ones there. And I think Devontae Smith is going to be one of the guys that he wants to hook up with tonight. And so, I, I, you know what? If it was, boy, if it was 55 and a half, I might go. But you're right. I probably shouldn't be too scared off by 60 and a half. Yeah, look, this is a Dallas team that's going to put up a mm-hmm. lot of points tonight. All right, I, I really feel it. Dallas's and offense their defense is great. Is bad. Yes. Yeah. So I think we're we're going to see. I think let's throw in Devontae Smith mm-hmm. over sixty and a half. Um, and then as far as touchdowns, you say let's go Miles Sanders with a touchdown. I'm just thinking any time touchdown. Any time yeah. touchdown, Miles Sanders would uh, give us. That's plus one ten. So and we did go over on the Cooper five and a half catches. Yes, over on and then I think we throw in. I mean, we think it's going to be a high scoring game. If if we like Dallas to win the game, I think it might make sense to have them scoring over twenty seven and a half points. If they're going to win the game, I think they're going to have to score at least twenty eight. That sounds right. right. How right. about Jalen Hurts rushing yards? All right, so let's throw in some rushing. Probably going to be high. Jalen is 57 and a half. All right. So he followed up. He, so he rushed for 62 in week one, um, 82 yards in week two. And he hurt them. I think when he went last year, when he played against them in his, in his only start. Now you could also go with Dak Prescott throwing for three touchdowns which will give you a lot of value. You could go with Hertz throwing for two touchdowns, which I don't like. I don't like Hertz at, at, oh, at two touchdowns. I'd rather go Dak at three. Um, Let, let's table that for a quick second. Where's Pollard? 
uh, receiving yards or rushing yards? Rushing yards. Rushing and receiving, I guess, but rushing. Pollard is 22 and a half for the receiving yards. Hmm. That seems low. And then for the rushing yards, it's 35. Oh, my goodness. Doesn't It's almost too good to be true in a weird way, unless they just want to reestablish uh, Zeke so much. And But Pollard is all over him, man. Yeah. All right. Let's throw Pollard in there. I would go over on those. Uh, okay. So here's the, the six-way feast right now. Okay. Dallas to win the game. Amari Cooper okay. over five and a half receptions, which I love too. Okay. Devontae Smith with 60 and a half or more. Uh, he has to get, get 61 receiving yards. We need Miles Sanders to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Dallas to go over 27 and a half points and Tony Pollard 35 plus rushing yards that equals sir 23 to one. Wow, that's high. I didn't think we'd get that much. The one. That, okay. So let's, let's look at the ones that scare us the most. Miles Sanders touchdown scares me. It does. That's, huh. I mean, I, I always fear taking a guy to score a touchdown, right? That's yeah. kind of a luck. An individual guy to score a TD. Yeah. Well, but, we, we certainly don't have to play it that way if we want to, if that's the one, because I agree with you, that's always the toughest one to get a dude into the end zone. But, you know, he's he's been the guy. The Cowboys were, you know, 31st against the run in 2020. Um, he's, he's averaging almost five yards a carry. Now, here's the deal. He hasn't scored yet this year, I don't believe. And so... The starting running back has to get in the end zone. And you have to feel like the trend is for him to score tonight. He hasn't scored yet. If they get down there, you would think getting your starting running back an end zone feeling would be the right way to go. Okay, so here's here's one that I would potentially pivot it to. I would potentially pivot. So we've got Dallas to win the game, and they need to score 28 points, mm-hmm. which basically means they need four touchdowns, right? Um, mm-hmm. so I think that potentially three of those are coming through the air from Dak. I think I would almost say go three Dak passing touchdowns over, over the Sanders miles Sanders. Yeah. Okay. Just because it's kind of, it correlates with the other bets that we're making. I see what you mean by that, right? If, if we're going to get the others that would have to come along for the ride. I mean, three touchdowns. Look up Dak. What has he done? Has he done? Has he had three I'll, touchdowns? I'll look that up. I know. And he, I can tell you the parlay, if you throw Dak in and take Miles Sanders out, it's 25 to one. So it's basically the same amount. So it's what we feel more confident in. Yeah. Dak, three touchdowns. You know, listen, three is a big deal in a rivalry game. Um, they are at home. You like that. There's no weather concern at all. Uh, let's take a look at Dak real fast and see what he's doing. So far, so he's got three touchdowns on the year, and you're asking him to get three tonight against them. So wait, he only has three passing touchdowns on the year. He got them all against Tampa. He had zero against the Chargers in the loss. Oh wow, yeah. So I, I don't, I just think you're asking for three touchdown passes is a lot. I. I all right, if I were to say, okay, so if we're getting that out of there. I mean, there, what's his over-under on yards, Dak? Is it over? Uh, his over-under passing yards is 303. 
doing 403 against Tampa, 237 against the Chargers. But he only threw it 27 times against the Chargers. He threw it 58 times against Tampa. Yeah, do we think this, I mean, do we think this is going to be a high-scoring game? I'd have to look and see what the over-under is. The over-under is 51 and a half, which is a high over-under number. I think it's going to be high-scoring. I think I would rely more on maybe the the passing yards than the three three touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little too much to ask for. I do like the yardage bet anyway, because then it's just throwing the ball around. Yeah. Then it doesn't have. Then he doesn't have to get in the end zone. It's just winging it around. Now I can tell you that only brings it up to sixteen to one, though. Only. <laughs> we'll take it. We just nailed a fourteen to one. So. All right. So that's our parlay. So you like let's that? Let's go Dallas with a win on the money line. Then they've got to score twenty-eight. We're going to go with Cooper to get at least six catches. We need Smith to get 61 yards receiving for the Eagles. We need Pollard to go over to get 36 yards rushing or more. And we are taking out the Sanders touchdown. Yes, we took that out. And we're putting in Dax attempts or Dax yardage yardage. at 303. But let me tell you, let me, let me pivot a little bit. And instead of going with the 303 passing yards, we have Amari Cooper in there for 5.5 receptions. How about over 71 and a half receiving yards? Because if he's catching six balls, we think yep. that he's going to get some yardage. Let's so go correlated. Correlated. That brings us up to 18 to 1. I like it. Okay. That takes Dak out of the equation. We just need Dak to be good with Cooper. And we need Jalen to be good with Smith. By the way, that is the one that scares me the most out of all these now. Which one? Devontae Smith getting 61 yards receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look him up right now and see what's happening because now I do like it against Dallas and I don't think their defense is that good and they are missing some guys on the front line. So maybe Jalen Hurts will have a chance to operate a little bit tonight Mm -hmm. because I think Dallas's depth is down, which is nice. And I think he, and by the way, Jalen Hurts is off to a really good start. Um, there was a lot of question marks about him. Now he's in a rivalry game. And let's check out Devontae Smith and his two games because I'm a little afraid of that 61-and-a-half number. We may have to to dial that back. We'll see. So he had 71 in the opener against the Falcons, and then he laid an egg against the 49ers. 16 yards. Mm. So I don't like that 61. I just – it doesn't feel right to me. Deleting? It just feels high to me. Okay. Let's so, try to f- come up with something else there, whether it's a running back or whether it's Jalen Hurts rushing yards or – All right, so we took that out. We're now down to five, which is at eight, seven, eight and a half to one, basically. Um Gosh, you, you got to love building, building a parlay prop – uh, yeah. right here on cashing out. We're going to bring in money line Mark in a second. We'll, let's get that four, uh, that sixth and final prop figured out and then, uh, then bring in money line Mark. But, uh, what do you like? Is there something else out there? You know, correlated, we've got, uh, Pollard rushing the ball for 35 yards. Do we look at number of carries for him? Where's Zeke for rushing yards? Yeah. Just curious now. Zeke is at... uh, I think they're going to want to keep him somewhat happy. 66 and a half. Okay. 
Uh, so it'd be almost be the two of them would get 100 yards combined. If we went Pollard carries, it's over under seven and a half. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is. If he's going to get yeah. 35 yards, you might say he's going to get eight carries. Yeah. Which would make us at 18 to one now. What about Amari Cooper getting into the end zone? If we go all in on Cooper, Ooh, all catches, in on the receiving Cooper. yards, and a touchdown. Ooh. I almost like that. Okay. Let's throw that in there. 21 to 1. I think that's it. That's the bet? I think that's it. I think you go Cooper to have over 71 and a half, Cooper to have over 5.5, Cooper to get in the end zone, Dallas to win, Dallas to score 28 or more, Pollard to get 36 yards rushing. All right. That's yeah, it. I like it. That is the prop parlay. Now it is time to bring in someone who's very hot, Moneyline Mark. All right. We bring in Moneyline Mark, who uh, last week gave us three underdog winners, three for three, which is ridiculous. And uh, Mark, how's it going? Good, man. Seven out of nine on the season. Two losses were my Jets picks, unfortunately. Uh, it's fantastic, dude. You are on fire. We need to mimic your picks. Uh, we all had our best bets from last week. Let's go around the horn real fast, Scotty. Yeah, I had uh, I had the Chargers plus seven against the Chiefs. I had I said it's time to pile on the Jags, and I almost got piled on myself <laughs> on that kick six. But all wrongs were uh, were righted, and the Cardinals did wind up winning thirty-one to nineteen. Uh, they blew them out in the second half, so uh, all good there. So my best bet cashes as well. And the Bleakser came through with uh, – did you have one best bet? I think it was the Saints because I think everyone's quick to knee-jerk if someone looks terrible, and the Saints looked terrible last week, and then they won this week. Mm -hmm. So I would say the Saints won. That's true. It's the it's the overreaction. And so I guess let's let's look – who will be the team that everyone reacts to – this week that might be uh, might be in for a letdown next week. I, I think people might overreact a little bit to the fact that the Ravens barely got by the rain, uh, uh, by the lions. That might be mm -hmm. a, something that people overreact to, um, you know, looking at, looking at the results, maybe somebody over, you know, people might, the public might overreact to the fact that the Bengals beat the Steelers by two touchdowns. Um mm -hmm. You know, to me, those are the two that I think stand out as potential overreactions. Yeah, there may be an interesting play here. I don't know with, uh, you know, an early bet on Kansas City. Now, the problem is Andy Reid. We don't know whether he's going to even be coaching next weekend. Um, Kansas City right now is laying six and a half against the, Philly, against the Eagles in Philly. Philly's got to play tonight coming on a short week. So they'll be in Dallas tonight. They'll come home to face Kansas City. Kansas City's still laying um, six and a half. So I would, that, that seems like a weird line. You don't know who to take in that game because you don't know how, how the Eagles are going to look tonight, but, uh, that that's the Kansas city is still laying a decent number. And it's surprising me right now, the way Kansas city's defense has looked. And, and here's the thing, Kansas city is one and nine against the spread in their last 10 games. How about this on an overreaction the other way? Uh, Pittsburgh loses to Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. They're going the wrong direction. Now, maybe I don't know if Deontay Johnson will get healthy or not or what, but the early look-ahead line now is Green Bay coming off their, you know, miraculous win. They're lane seven at home in Lambeau to Pittsburgh. Boy. 
So overreaction on both sides. Yeah, it almost feels like you'd bet Green Bay all day long. They got the the great win. Pittsburgh looks like Drek. And now they are getting seven. You could buy that down to six and a half and probably feel comfortable. That's one we're probably putting yeah. in a money line parlay next week. Correct. With with Green Bay. All right. Yeah. Money line, Mark. I want to hear though, now the Bucks got beat pretty pretty badly last uh or yesterday to the Rams. Who's the best team in the NFL? Who should be the Super Bowl favorite now? Browns, baby. I'll tell you. You know what? Two. They're balanced. Their defense is good. They have a running game, and they can throw. They are very well-rounded. They have a very even-keeled coach. I, I'm still sticking with my, my preseason pick with the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so speaking of preseason picks, you also had a ridiculous MVP. Uh, well, at the time, it seemed ridiculous. The odds were ridiculous uh, MVP pick, but four-and-a-half sacks from Miles Garrett, you gotta love that that MVP ticket you've got in your pocket right now. So he's trending twenty nine sacks, if my math is right, Ar. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's trending twenty nine sacks, which would shatter Michael Strahan's. Plus that extra game in the preseason, I stared at that extra game, and you know, pending you know everyone playing you know towards the end, depending on where the Browns are. I, I like Strahan's sack record going down. I think mm-hmm. Garrett's going to take it. So if he gets 29 sacks, how do you not take him for MVP? I mean, honestly, because the Browns have so many players you could choose offensively, but not defensively. So I, I, that's why I chose him initially. No, I think you're on it there, man. I, I really do. I love your pick there because you start thinking about, so you're talking about defensive player of the year. The uh, What did you have? No, My, MVP. Oh, MVP. the complete MVP. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I think for that, you would need the Browns to probably go 17 and 0, right? <laughs> I, I think I think you really would. So I, it's a large I shot. you and it's I a were, large shot. yeah, yeah, and you and I, Mark, were talking about how I placed a bet on Tra- uh, Travion Henderson for the Heisman Trophy, and that you know that's a 50 to one bet, which is a long shot bet too. Um, and how I said, you know, basically OSU had to win the rest of their games. And uh, so a lot of it was a team factor. And I think the same here with your MVP bet. I think if he shatters the sack record, shatters it the way Mark is talking, then you've got a chance. The problem is this hasn't happened since the 80s with Lawrence Taylor, I don't believe. Yep. So, so no, I, that's correct. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, to get a defensive MVP, uh, a that's not even a quarterback is difficult. Then you start to go on the defensive side of the ball. So he doesn't, he can't just break 22 and a half sacks. He has to lap. He has to go. Uh, and then I like the team success because the, at least he's on a great team. That's going to help you a ton. Yeah. And the fact that the Kansas city is going through a little problems and, and Tampa loses. And so the usual suspects at the quarterback position, we'll see it's so early, but you know, if the Rams have great success with Stafford playing well, and Garrett ha- shatters the sack record. I think the tiebreaker will still go to the quarterback, but you're right. He's on a great pace to keep you in that conversation. What did you get that bet at? Remind us Remind us of the odds. So it was, uh, I think it was 20, was it 25,000 to one, something like that, or 2,500 to one, 2,500 to one, I think. So it's, it's a lottery ticket. I mean, it's a, it's a good lottery <laughs> ticket to have. It was my super sleeper for MVP. But you, but you have Kyle Murray, uh, Kyler Murray at like five and a half to one, right? Or, no, or I mean at like, thir- no, like big number, right? Yeah, it was 20, 
24, 25 to 1. Yeah, 24, 25 to 1. He's down to like 5.5 to 1. I think, or am I wrong? He's nine to one. Oh, I, nine I just pulled one. it up. Okay. He's nine right. to one. You know, yesterday was not a, a great numbers day right. for, for Kyler, but all right. So you pulled out three ridiculously good picks last week. We want to hear it again. Uh, what are you thinking for tonight's game? Moneyline Mark, is there a prop bet? Is there a line? What do you like? So I got five. Uh, I'm not nearly as good as you guys are on the prop bets, but here's my five. Uh, picks for the prop. It's it pays out plus fifteen hundred. Um, I got CD Lamb over ninety one yards. I got Miles Sanders under one hundred and twelve rushing. I think mm-hmm. Kenny Gainwell cuts into his carries a little bit. Um, I like Zeke over seventy seven rushing. Even though I know Tony Pollard's kind of cutting into him a little bit, but I like him over seventy seven. Prove it game tonight. Uh, I like Hertz under two passing TDs. I do think he has one rushing, but I don't think he'll have two passing. And then I like Dak under 323 passing yards. I think Zeke gets fed a lot tonight. So that's my five prop parlay for the season. I think I think your theory on Zeke is is a relatively good one. I do. Uh, he's been really um, embracing of Pollard's role on this team. We could get a Chubb Hunt situation here at some point in time. Um, Scotty and I both love Pollard tonight, though. Uh, we love him going, getting eight carries. We love him getting 35 yards rushing, so we're going to do the correlated parlay there with him. Uh, we love Cooper tonight with catches, yards, and getting into the end zone. Uh, we do like Dallas to win the game. Um, so looking at your, Sanders under 112, I think that's a good bet. I do. I, I mean, I can't imagine him going that crazy. Um Zeke 77, that's going to be an issue. He We'll see how, how hard he runs tonight. You would think he would because the fire's been lit under him by Pollard. Yeah. Um, Hertz has had a good start to the year, but as long as you can't get beat with two touchdowns, I like it. And then the Dak under 323, uh, you just never know if, you know if he throws a couple deep ones. But um, I think it's always a tough number to get over. And I actually like yours. The, maybe the one that scares me the most is maybe the lamb over 91. It's just a it's a it's a pretty sizable number. Uh, I'll look up CD Lamb and see what's going on with him this year. He had he's had they feed him a lot, so Dak loves to go to him. So it's not like he couldn't get there. Is there one on there Scotty that you like more than the others? Um yeah, I'm with you on the CD Lamb one scaring me a little bit. And I like the I like the Zeke prop. Look, I, you know we like Pollard, but look they they because Pollard's getting mm-hmm. thirty five rushing yards in our in our numbers doesn't mean that Zeke's not hitting seventy rushing right. yards. So I think both could absolutely uh, hit on that. Ceedee Lamb one hundred four in the opener, eighty one in the second game. So you're right there. It's not like he's laid an egg yet. And he's had drops. I mean, we've watched him, especially in that first game. We watched uh, uh, him closely because we had prop bets on CeeDee Lamb, and he was dropping the ball. So if he's holding on to the ball, uh, those those uh, numbers are even better. Target him a well, ton. Well, Cooper's uh, ribs are banged up. He's not mm-hmm. on the injury report, I don't believe. But, man, he took some shots last week, and I think he's got some, a rib issue, especially at the end of the game. He was kind of wincing pretty hard and ribs as you know are pretty tough to to project so how they're going to play with that so i i like cd getting targeted a lot that's why i thought 91 was actually fairly conservative i think he's gonna mm-hmm. blow up tonight 
Uh, he's now scaring me a little bit on the Amari Cooper. I mean, we knew he was good to go, but how good will he be? True. We don't know. And this is interesting. Um, I mean, it's a primetime game. You know he wants to play. You know he wants to kind of be the guy tonight if he can be. You know, Devontae Smith on the field for the Eagles. So, boy, that is troubling if he gets hit one time and starts to feel like not risking it. That is that is a that is a difficult one. All right. So let's go ahead and make one bet, our best bet for the night here on Monday night football. Again, the number is is Eagles plus three and a half. And uh, you've got the you can do the total, which is fifty one and a half, or one of the props. But you got to pick one as your mm. best pet as your best bet for the evening. Moneyline, Mark, you go first. I think it's going to be a great game tonight. I think we're in for a real treat. These two teams, division rivals. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm taking the over on the points. I think there's a lot of points put up tonight. Okay, Anthony. I feel like I want to ride a little bit of this this wave that's coming for Jalen Hurts and give me his his uh, rushing yards against Scotty. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I believe it was fifty six. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone sixty two and eighty two as far as so. I'm gonna say he's gonna need to run. He's gonna showcase himself tonight. I can't attach myself to his passing yards because I just don't know. But I know what he can do for sure, and he can run. And so I'll take the over on rushing yards for Jalen Hurts. Okay, and my favorite bet for the night, and I know this is going against a little bit of the parlay that we just did, I think I'm going to take the points with the Eagles. Getting more than a field goal in a division game, uh, I think I'm going to take the Eagles with the points. So this is the Cashing Out Podcast with Anthony Rothman, Moneyline Mark. I'm Scotty Vegas. A lot of winners last week. Let's continue the ride, and let's do it again next week. We'll see you next Monday. Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jared. Show me the money. Jared, you better go. Show me the money. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you.